Since the early 90s, streetwear has been one of the dominant trends in American fashion. Think baggy pants, graphic tees, loose hoodies, and bucket hats. And throughout that time, one streetwear brand has reigned, well, supreme. Supreme is this behemoth in the men's fashion world, in particular, that's been around since 1994. Our colleague Jacob Gallagher covers fashion. They kind of invented the market. They really carved out the market for hype streetwear, for drop culture, for, you know, buying items the moment they hit the website. A lot of Supreme's clothing is deceptively simple, like plain T-shirts featuring a red box with the word Supreme in bold white letters. It's the brand's iconic logo. But for years, the brand has been really exclusive, worn by celebrities like Rihanna and Justin Bieber. Its stores were always crowded. There was a time, I remember, when Supreme was really at its peak, you know, a handful of years ago, and the line would just be, down the block, around the corner, down this other block and around it. Like, it would be hundreds of people long. And that visual line really just heightened this idea of this frenzy and this excitement around the brand. Like, they really thrived off that for a time. But lately, that excitement has faded. What is happening is that items are not selling out as much as they used to and as quickly as they used to. We've seen those sellout times tick up, and in some cases, items not sell out at all. And there was a time, really, where Supreme would sell out immediately. Those days seem to be behind us. So, is Supreme still cool? Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Jessica Mendoza. It's Thursday, May 25th. Coming up on the show, Supreme changed the game. Now, it's fighting to stay on top. This episode is brought to you by Natrol. Natrol is America's number one drug-free sleep aid brand, helping you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. Natrol melatonin gummies are made with clean ingredients, like 99% pure melatonin, to work with your sleep cycle, helping you sleep better, making the next day your best day. Natrol. Sleep tonight. Live tomorrow. Shop now at natrol.com. This product helps with occasional sleeplessness. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent diseases. Our colleague Jacob knows about style. He wears Japanese designer suits with T-shirts and patent leather sneakers. He's not afraid of loud printed pants. And Supreme was the brand that got Jacob into fashion. This is defying all of my journalistic uh, instincts <laughs> to not insert myself into the story. But uh, I, I'm, I'll say I'm 31 years old, which means that I've probably been buying Supreme for over half my life. You know, to this day, I wear Supreme probably several times a week. Do you remember when you first learned about Supreme? Well, I grew up skateboarding uh, in the suburbs of Maryland, and I probably saw Supreme for the first time in a Thrasher magazine that I was reading. Someone was probably <laughs> wearing a box logo or something like that, and I probably thought, well, what is that brand? Supreme started as a skate shop in New York City in 1994. 
And it immediately becomes this kind of hangout for skateboarders downtown. And, you know, this is the era of a more gritty New York. This is the era of, you know, rap really kind of being this dominant cultural force, but not, you know, climbing up the Billboard charts yet. What happens is, is that really early, you know, surprisingly early looking back, Supreme gets this incredible amount of attention for this cultiness that it has, this kind of clubhouse feel that the brand is able to foster. Supreme's exclusivity drew in some big names in fashion. They've collaborated with everyone from Japanese designers like Visvim and Junya Watanabe to, you know, again, Nike, Timberland, but then also still these skateboard companies they continue to work with brands like Antihero. And a huge category for Supreme throughout its run has been these kind of rye arsh home goods. You know, they make a fire extinguisher. They'll make, you know, a compass. They'll make... A brick? They'll release a brick. (laughs) That's not a joke. Supreme did release a clay brick stamped with its box logo. And fans loved it. To build up the hype around new products, Supreme started dropping them at the same time every Thursday. And for years, as soon as stuff hit the shelves, fans went wild. You had to be at the website at 11 Eastern, and you really had to be fast. You had to be super fast. You had to know what you wanted. You had to put it in your cart quickly, key in your credit card quickly, and then you could get the thing. The other way of shopping has been to go to the stores. And you often will wait in a very long line. On drop days, the line is even longer. It became this real spectacle. We're here for our Supreme phone posit. On particularly hype drops, you know, you can look it up. There's many instances of the police shutting down, you know, the line when there's a Nike drop because those shoes are particularly coveted. This event is officially canceled. They haven't given a future date. There is no reason for you to be staying around here. Supreme didn't comment for the story, and they've not talked about this much before, but I do think there was a sense that that, like, helped build their profile in a lot of ways. What about the people who miss out, right? Where where else could they go to get Supreme stuff? They are going online, and they are going to places like eBay. They are going to forums, and they are buying items at a premium. Hmm. And there became this whole culture around reselling. It's an undeniable fact that a lot of people made a significant amount of money reselling Supreme. You know, they would buy a box logo hoodie for 150 some odd dollars and resell it for double that price. Supreme was really the first clothing brand that had this really robust marketplace existing secondary to the primary marketplace. And they were the ones that really every item for a time, you know, every item on a drop, you could go later that day and it would be on eBay for more money. One of those resellers is Luke Frazier. He's been in the business for about 10 years. He lives and breathes fashion. I'm wearing um, a Balenciaga like polo rip hoodie, a vintage Nike basketball jersey, Balenciaga mud shorts, which are from this season. Luke co-founded a resale chain that specializes in sneakers and vintage clothing called Round Two. He says that a lot of R2's customers came to them looking for Supreme stuff. The box logo t-shirt, sweatshirt, crew neck was like the one thing to have, whether it was like Travis Scott wearing it, like Playboy Cardi wearing it, like all these rappers and celebrities, like the Kardashians wearing it, like 
there was a point in our tour where we had like lines out front every day of people just coming to shop with us because like if people aren't super tapped in, they would just assume that everything was sold out and assume that there was a giant line so they would just come straight to us when even go to the Supreme store. Luke left round two last year to open his own shop in lower Manhattan called Luke's. It's just a few blocks away from where Supreme opened its first store. Our producer, Enrique Perez de la Rosa, met him there. So you walk in, there's like a little radiator, like displays. Um, there's two lines at the top um, with clothes hung on them. Like, in my opinion, the best stuff or the most expensive stuff or the stuff that for whatever reason, I don't want people touching, whether it's fragile or, you know, well, for whatever reason. Some of the items hanging out of reach from customers are rare Supreme shirts. So what are some of the other items that you have? Any others like Supreme stuff or? Um, I mean, I'm sure I have like, I have like Supreme, like Gans jacket, um, which is from 2016. Like the Supreme quickie tee is from, I think, 08. And that's a tee that a lot of people really like. Like an older box logo t-shirt um, from 03, I think. Like orange on orange. But Luke says customers are not lining up to buy these shirts anymore. There was a time when these types of shirts were reselling for like thousands of dollars, especially old or rare ones, because it was like the cachet of like having a colorway that no one else had. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. How much is it selling for? I think I have it at 800 and it's been sitting. It's probably worth like, I think it's worth 800 is just finding the right buyer for it at this point. Which is why Luke doesn't carry as much Supreme as he used to. I don't sell just like normal Supreme t-shirts for 80 bucks like we did at R2. Like I'm selling like, you know, like the best pieces that come in. People bring me Supreme all the time and I pass on most of it. Luke's story and the store Luke's, they kind of mirror what has happened in the men's market broadly, where a few years ago, it was all about Supreme. It was all about sneakers. And it was all about this really hype, quote unquote, streetwear. And then things changed. So what happened to Supreme? That's next. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of The Journal is brought to you by KPMG. At KPMG, we make the difference. It's not just something we say, it's what we do. We work closely with clients to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity, develop bold solutions that innovate industries, and create better outcomes driven by data. Brighter insights, bolder solutions, better outcomes. It's how our people make the difference. KPMG, make the difference. Supreme started off as a small clothing boutique where skateboarders could buy cool t-shirts and hang out downtown. By 2017, Supreme was a cultural powerhouse, and it caught the attention of another not-so-niche New York City institution, Wall Street. That year, Supreme sold half its business to an investment firm for $500 million. And three years later, the brand was acquired for $2.1 billion, by a huge apparel company called VF. 
it owns Vans, it owns Timberland, it owns a number of other clothing companies. And it's important to note it owns clothing companies that primarily have a very different model than Supreme does. There are brands you could find at your local mall. There are brands that are, you know, sold at a multitude of locations, sold at so many more stores than Supreme is. It's unlikely that Supreme will start opening stores and shopping malls. But Jacob says VF seems to be pushing Supreme to become more accessible to more customers. So VF did not comment for this story, and VF has not exactly expressed why they wanted to buy Supreme previously. We can make some assumptions uh, based on what has been said in earnings calls about Supreme so far. In a February earnings call, VF's interim CEO, he noted that the Chinese market is a point where Supreme is really ripe for expansion. And Supreme has a real strong fan base in China. People really wear the brand quite a lot over there, it seems. VF hasn't opened a Supreme store in China yet, but it has opened new stores in San Francisco and Milan. And collectors Jacob spoke to say there's another way Supreme might be making its products easier to get. Supreme did not comment on production numbers. If you ask fans, though, they are absolutely producing more product. And (laughs) fans are convinced that Supreme is making more stuff because stuff is not selling out as much. I spoke to Jacob on a Thursday, right after Supreme released a bunch of new items. Like, we're sitting here, it's almost one hour after the drop today. So there's 53 items that were dropped today. Six of them are sold out. And what's really interesting is that that is probably a sell-through, a quick sell-through that any brand would, like, kill for. That, that most brands would be like, we sold out of these six things within less than an hour of we, us releasing them. Like, a brand would be like, that's crazy. But it's different than it used to be for Supreme. And it's a change that I think the brand is adapting to. Jacob says Supreme helped shape the style of a whole generation of shoppers. And its success drove other luxury brands to get into streetwear. High fashion brands, brands that were once really exclusive, that existed in this kind of higher realm of fashion, your Louis Vuittons, your Gucci's, your Prada's, your Balenciaga's, they have now started to behave and create products that would be, to the naked eye, deemed as quote-unquote streetwear. You know, varsity jackets with logos on them, handbags covered in monograms, flashy sneakers, things that attract a hype consumer. And ultimately, they are easy to recognize the same way that a Supreme Box logo is. So that has really broadened the taste of consumers in a lot of ways. In other words, the streetwear that made Supreme so freaking cool Everyone's doing it now. It's mainstream. Jacob says Supreme is a victim of its own success. That kind of frenetic culture has really been a benefit to them. It's created this kind of halo of hype and of excitement around them. And now that stuff is more available and more easy to purchase, that is being shaved off a little bit. A little bit of that coolness is is disappearing. 
all for today, Thursday, May 25th. And before you go, we've got a poll for you. If you're listening on Spotify, we'd love for you to weigh in on what Supreme gear you would want to buy. Me personally, I feel like I could rock that pink bucket hat. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.